Welcome, everyone, to Around the ACL. It's Michelle Thompson here with Trey Ryder and Anthony Ione coming off a great weekend in Winter Haven, Florida for Open number eight. We are going to run it right back, right? We got Open number nine coming up this weekend. So we're getting oh. our cornhole fix. <laughs> back <Morning. it> up. <laughs> exactly. Loving that. And it's only going to get more and more. It gets real exciting here in the summer, doesn't it? Yeah, we're, we're talking about two weeks, an event that happened two weeks ago and last weekend and then next weekend and then two weekends from now. Yes. So it's like, <laughs> exactly. That's, that's, that's what the summer's for. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, we are going to dive into it. Like I said, we had open number eight here in Winter Haven. Uh, now, Trey, you got to stop in there a little bit. You were over there in Florida. Uh, what'd you think or, or how was it over there? Yeah, stacked. Stacked field. A lot of great players. And it was sticky. Uh, Florida humidity, That's that was pretty much a consensus across the board, was that the board conditions were slow all weekend. We Everybody kind of, was in, like, shorts and, like, tank tops. It was so funny because we're over here. It's snowing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It was hot. So, as you guys know, like, I kind of spent some of the mornings going to, you know, Mickey's house in Disney yep. with, with the wife. So, it was it was 91 on one of the wow. two days that I was there. I mean, I showed negative. up. We yeah. were negative. <laughs> it was like one of those things where I went to the park and I was like, you know what? I I wasn't planning on it, but I need to shower before I go over to the venue. So it was uh no, it was it was hot and it was muggy. It's it's you know, it's Florida in and I almost said Florida in the summer. It's not the summer, it's February. It's February. It's, it's it's Florida. Um and it gets humid and, and it and you could tell on the boards, it was slow, but it was, it was a packed house. Everybody had a good time. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I even, I even hung around and threw some long shot, um, during, during it. So it was, it was good. Were you, were you the reason why there was a board in the rafters, Trey? Or uh, a bag, a bag in was, the rafters? You know what? When I did mine, I was pretty darn close. Anthony. Where are you? When I throw long, to long toss is like my, one of my favorite things to do in cornhole. How long um, I, is it? Uh, it we, we were shooting at 70 feet when I was Woo! going. Um, and out there. Um, and it's my favorite thing to do. I only threw four bags and I, I just I kept missing left. I had the right distance, but I do throw mine very high. Like my my that's just the technique that I use. And on one of them, I was like, that may come close. <laughs> that may come close. So um, but it was a good time. Was it I think it was bad? Was it easy oh, to easy. shot? Eric yeah, Davis's was, bag, right? Yeah, it was Eric's. Yeah. Oh, no, it up there. no, not Eric Davis's bag. No. Yeah, yeah, he chucked it right up there, and it was up there. I remember one of the cameras zooming in. It was like it kept going and going. That rafter <laughs> yeah. looked high. It, it was so like high. it was perfect. It was like it. It wasn't like it hit something and like ricocheted. It was like it was like if this was the beam, it like perfectly hit the arch <laughs> and then just just laid in there. Gently, just gently sat on top of the eye. Oh my goodness. Oh I have to admit God. though. I mean, it's, I love watching cornhole. I would sit home and watch it all weekend, but we went up to the snow. It was pretty close here about 30 minutes away. And so we were up in the mountains. So we were watching it on the way, like testing out the new Bronco, you know, but it was the mountains. So like we would lose Seamless service. Plug. <laughs> yeah. Seamless fun, plug. But... New Bronco. <laughs> I don't know if you heard. I don't know if you heard, but it's a brand new Bronco. I'm just sorry. Yeah. Uh, it rode great over the snow. It was like we weren't even on snow. Things awesome. But um, nice. I didn't get to watch every match because of that, but that's okay. Sometimes you got to get some time away from technology. So it was nice. But Anthony, you were freezing over there? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was cold out here in Colorado. So we, I think I talked last week about knocking down that wall for, for my kid. And so I had to put some work into the, 
pulled the cars out of the garage and had to set up a table saw and some other things. So I was out there cutting some, luckily it was just short, had to go out there, rip, rip a few, like, um, you know, rip a few things. And it was like, get back inside. Cause it was cold out there, man. But yeah, it sucked. It sucked. Uh, and then, and then it turned to like 59. It went from minuses to 59 within a day and a half. So that, that's, Whoa. yeah, it goes from cold to hot pretty quick. That's, that's crazy. That's warmer than here. It's here. It's like in the forties. So okay. that's pretty nuts. All right. So let's go through our winners from Winter Haven. We had for women's Cheyenne Bubenheim got first for seniors. Frank Modlin got first for juniors. Landon Bass got first uh, singles. We had Alan Rawls back to back crazy. We we're just talking about whether or not this has happened before, um, especially it being his home state. Are we seeing anything or was it just a crazy coincidence with Cody Henderson in second? And for doubles, Gavin Cano and Mark Richards for first, and Trey Birchfield and Alex Rawls for second. Trey, feel free to talk about any of those or, or whatever you want to dive into. Yeah, yeah, no, there's a couple of things that come to mind. You know, I guess I'll I'll start on the on the doubles side. That was kind of the first thing this weekend. Is um, you know, I, I was kind of joking and and hating on the fact that Mark Richards and Gavin Cano were playing together. Because yeah. it just didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. I was like, bag selection, it's just, you know, it's just not going to work. And so the first thing I did when I walked in the building was I went up to Marcus and, what are you guys throwing? Very well, much expecting him to say surefires or something mm -hmm. like that, right? Something that nope. gave, you know, Gavin a little bit of, you know, a little bit of something, right? And then Mark would be throwing what his go-to bag was. He's the former singles world champion. He gets to pick whatever he wants to throw. If he wants yeah. to throw Ziploc bags full of nails, then that's what that's what he throws, right? Um, Go. <laughs> but no, he, he said, we're going to throw Wizards. I said, okay. And I kind of just walked away. Um, and then, yeah, they just go and do the, do the dang thing, right? I mean, <laughs> undefeated in rounders, undefeated in bracket play, undefeated. I mean, just, well, they won everything. There's no other way to put it. They just, they just won everything. Um and really, it was just kind of mind-blowing, um, just how good they really were. And to be honest with you, I just didn't – I almost find myself keep getting surprised and impressed by Mark Richards. Mm -hmm. um, even though he's the singles world champion, even though he's got all those accolades – it's almost like I find myself some saying like, okay, it's going to run out, right? It's like he can't keep doing this. But I think he can. <laughs> that's his 11th yeah. title over, what, a year and a month span? It's crazy. And so over crazy. that 13-month span, he has more titles than the entire careers now of Eric Davis, Ryan Windsor, Brett Guy, um, some of these – titans of the game that have been around forever richard just doing it and you know anthony kept telling me you know pay attention you know the roll bag's gonna make him better the roll bag's gonna make him better and i kept telling anthony that he was crazy and he was you know <laughs> making stuff up but he he was able to i i didn't see him you know overuse the role in any way which is exactly what i needed to see However, the thing that was more impressive to me on that dirty style of the game was the consistency in which he was laying blocks and then dealing with blocks, which is something that, you know, last year he wasn't doing as much of. And so 
I kind of his game has almost morphed a little bit into similarly what we see from like Alex Rawls. Alex mm-hmm. Rawls is only using that roll bag in very select situations where it makes mm-hmm. the most sense. But around the hole is where Alex Rawls has been an elite level player. So I just continue to give credit to, to evolving his game for Mark Richards because he's becoming a dominant player. Um, and he was an unbelievable performance by Cody Henderson away from possibly winning yeah. that entire event in singles as well. So uh, shout out to, to Mark Richards, Gavin Cano. You know, Gavin was exactly the type of partner he needed. He played the exact game that he needed to play. And Gavin Cano is entering the conversation as one of those elite level doubles players, right? Um, an elite, elite doubles player. Other things that stuck out to me from the weekend <clears> – <throat> Man, was it great to see Cody Henderson back. I saw, you know, some stuff he's posted on social recently over the past couple months. He's been saying he's been getting frustrated um, because he kind of have just been treating Cornhole the same way and hasn't had the time to put in the work. But over the past month, he's been, I've been seeing, he's saying, look, I'm putting in the work now. And it shows. It, and it showed. He was elite. And look, it wasn't about you know, blocking and rolling and pushing and everything, but he played as a balanced game, right? I wouldn't say, uh, you know, a, a dirty style. I wouldn't say a, a, a bag runner style. He just played balanced. He was able to block the hole in certain situations, get around bags, push through bags, go around bags. The cut bag was working. So he was just played a really balanced game and he was playing at an elite level. So, um, shout out to him. Um, you know, Kyle Malone stayed hot, which was cool to see. Ben Brown, I know Anthony's going to talk about Ben Brown, so I won't say anything about Ben Brown, but that was kind of a weird bracket winner, and shout out to him, a former National College Cornhole player. Um, it, it was great to see him. But in the end, the guy who has only won one other title at an Open in Winter Haven wins Open singles <laughs> in Winter Haven. And... You know, in the finals, like I hadn't seen, uh, admittedly, I didn't see Alan Rawls throw a bag all weekend until really that finals. There may have been one other game which he was on the live feed or something like that, and I just happened to miss it. But he was, he kind of played off the live feed. And then I'm watching the score zone, and he's 20 to 20 with Ben Brown. And I'm like, whoever he plays next game is just going to roll through him. Right. And then he plays Alex Hicks and he doesn't roll through him and he beats Alex Hicks. I'm like, okay, well, Cody Henderson just found a way to outlast Mark Richard 21, 20. They both threw lights out. Yeah. He's going to come up short. And then Alan Rawls in the finals was nasty. Gone. I mean, yeah. absolutely nasty. I mean, I don't know exactly how it ended out. I don't know if that last game, he, he in the last couple of rounds, he dropped below an 11, but he was absolutely above an 11 PPR in that finals game. So, um, you know, he was just relentless. He wouldn't miss. Nothing Cody could do. Um, shout out to Cody for being able to keep his composure because it was just like Allen didn't miss. So I don't know what it is about Winter Haven, um, but that's the place that Alan Rawls is, is hoping every single event is going to be played for, for the next. He's like, three can years. we just do them all there? Yeah. He's like, can we play the world championships in winter Haven, please? Yeah. Because that would be a lot better. So, um, yeah, those, those are the, those are the ones to look out for. Maybe a, a small shout out Cheyenne Bubenheim, you know, really strong performance in women. She's throwing the all slide 2.0s. 
Um, I don't know if that's a permanent fix or just because the boards were so sticky. You're not, you don't want to throw carpet in that level environment, but overall uh, a pretty solid weekend. Which even speaks more to Mark Richards, right? If those sticky boards, he's throwing a carpet bag. That's kind of crazy. And I'm pretty sure as far as I know, he hasn't quit his job. So he's a full-time employee too, which I know a lot of pros complain about, you know, I wish I could do this full-time. I'd be so much better. It's like, well, Mark Richards, as far as I know, is making it work. I don't know how. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty magical. He's an exception. Right, yeah, he might be an exception there. Uh, what, what were your thoughts? Uh, you ended with Cheyenne. I guess I'll start with women's uh, just to kind of feed off of that. So a lot of women in the field. I don't know what our numbers are Pat, in the past, but I think there were 60 to 70 women in the field. I thought that was pretty awesome numbers. Yeah. Um, but you said it, uh, Cheyenne was just lights out, but I mean, we got to give Sarah, some cat, uh, Sarah Cassidy, some credit here. You know, if we look at just the numbers, um, you know, Cheyenne, a 10, three, seven, over 90 rounds, Sarah, right there at a 10, three at 121 rounds. So, and with the women, we can talk about PPR, right? Because that is the game they play at least for right now, until we get, uh, some of the other rookies hopefully in here to mix this up a little bit but um yeah I definitely wanted to give a shout out to them and you put me on the hook at the beginning of the season Trey for a woman of the year and I went off the path from Cheyenne and I went with Sarah because of this I think that her game is improving coming into the 2023 season she came up a little bit short here in women's but threw lights out through the, through the entire division singles so much to talk about Mish um I mean we could talk we could talk a couple hours just about singles 256 baggers Eight brackets, and that was tier one only. Uh, there's so many storylines that I, I mean, we could we could riff off of storylines all day. We could talk about you know the three ladies finishing in the top five of the brackets. There's women showing up deep, deep in these things. Uh, how about the PPR leaders? That PPR leader out of bracket A that you were talking about with Ben Brown. Um, we had a uh, we actually had a bracket leader in PPR who had a negative DPR. That one I scratched my head on. I'm like. How do you, I don't think I've ever seen a player lead a bracket in PPR and then you go over to the negative call or over the DPR column and it was negative. So I was like, how Who did was that, that happen? I don't even remember, but it was just really weird. I was like, we could like, again, we could talk a couple hours about this, uh, but that was one of the, the things that would, would be pretty in interesting. You mentioned uh, Ben Brown. He won his bracket with an 8.4 PPR. That has to be the lowest PPR I've ever seen. But what was even more crazy is he held his opponents through the entire bracket to sub eights, sevens. So wow. out of all of his games, no one on average, on average, was in the eights. So that that was that was pretty insane to me. We had some really good four and two teams end up in tier two. It just goes to show that how the talent is. Um, there were some some legit legit players that ended up last or second to last in their bracket. We're talking about players we talk about on an elite level. So again, it's just the talent is, is growing crazy. And I'd like to mention some of the breakout players and singles, you know, that again, we could probably talk 30 minutes about these players alone. Garrett Wiggins, Landon Bass came out and looked awesome. Devin Keene, a Tony Franco, Gabe Dolan, finally showing up, mentioned him at the beginning of the season as a grinder. Uh, happy for him. That Ryan trader kid was nasty. Uh, we talked about Ben Brown and then Ethan Walker, uh, Ethan Walker now on radar. Um, apologies to this guy. He was kind of on a lot of radars before. And I had said, I don't remember where it was, what content, but I'm like, who's Ethan Walker. Well, now <laughs> we know who Ethan Walker is. So shout out to him. He made an awesome run, but kind of getting into the meat of what you were talking about, Trey, Alex Hicks. I mean, he wins his bracket. 
For me, it was like kind of a moment where it was like, okay, there he is. There's Alex Hicks. He's been on my top 10. He hasn't left my top 10. He's kind of been a little suspect in, in both singles and doubles showing up, show, throwing the, the Sorcerers this time, kind of coming off his Wizards a little bit, rolling them just as good, pushing through stuff unbelievably uh, with those. I thought he looked really, really good. Back into the te top 10 discussion, in my opinion. Tanner Halpert, this dude, I mean, I, I think he's just a big gamer. You know, you get him in some local stuff, he's like, eh. You know, you look at some wins, some stats, he doesn't win, his stats are kind of weird. But you throw him in a big national event, pro division or an open, and he just always seems to show up. Um, so I wouldn't judge him so much on what's going on in his local his local stuff because when he gets on the big show, he always seems to, to do it. Wins over Alex Rawls, Tyler Poitras, James Baldwin, just to name a few. So, But yeah, you mentioned Cody Henderson as well as Adam Hissner. I'd like to throw him in the mix as well. Last week I said, where are you guys at? Well, there they are. You know, Alex, uh, Adam Hisner looked amazing to me. We don't talk enough about his cut bag. He has to have one of the best cut bags in the league. And he does, let me just grab a bag real quick. So for those that don't know, and I'll play a right-hander for, for a second. So we know if you're going to, to cut a bag, you're going to tilt it low to your throwing hand. What Adam Hisner does so well, and we, we don't talk about, if you want to cut more drastically, you add a little front tilt to that. If you can add a little front tilt to your... Throwing hand side cut tilt, you get drastic cuts. And that is what Adam Hissner does. He throws a front front loaded tilting hand and he can almost curl around stuff. And that was a really big bag for him in his deep run. His airmail was unbelievable. And then I think you described Cody Henderson perfectly. I thought his all around game was good. What, where does Cody Henderson succeed? You know, when we say better there than in, Cody Henderson yeah. is the best at better there than in. Yep. He is so good at, right, just dropping a bag right where you need it to block or back block or just side-by-side -side something. He is so good at that, and it was really good to see him show up. The, the uh, best celebration that we saw from Cody all weekend was when he threw a bag when two of Mark Richards' bags were on the hole, and he in midair, he said, sit, and it <laughs> sat in the hole, and he went, yes! Yes! Like, <laughs> like the bag didn't go in and he's going bananas over it. And that doesn't, that doesn't encapsulate Cody Henderson. Perfect. I don't know what does. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Kyle Malone again. Uh, I know he's a little bit, you know, unhappy. He wanted to go a little deeper. He did kind of fall off a little bit later in the game, just not throwing his good stuff, but still a great run for Kyle Malone winning a bracket. It is so hard to win a bracket, much less an entire tournament. So those guys that went out there and won those brackets, you eight guys that won your bracket, that is a win on the day. It is so hard to do that. Taking it that extra two or three games to the end is the bonus. So Kyle, don't hang your head down, man. I thought that was a good run. Devin Harbaugh, I thought he was going to win the whole thing. He looked really good coming out hot. Ran into Tony Smith there in the final. Tony Smith gets the better of him. Matt Guy. We're seeing Matt Guy kind of finally go deep again, right? It was, he's kind of fifth, 17th, second, you know, but hey, he made a run here and throwing a different bag. I thought he played that speed really well. Uh, there were some times where there were some blocks and I'm like, yeah, I don't think he blocked there. I think that this is just Florida putting a bag right there for him at level one. I think he's still going to be, you know, trying to run bags, but um, and that ultimately that was a, a reason why he lost against Alex Hicks um, in that first uh, playoff round. If anybody saw that, what an ending for Alex Hicks last round. It's like, I don't know, 2020, 20, 2017, maybe 2017. Um, 
Matt Guy's first bag. I think it was an un, unintentional block. It just came up short. He was yelling at his bag. Alex Hicks, two airmail in a row over the top. Bang, bang, wins it like that. So that, that's how we got through uh, through Matt Guy in that one. Jacob Trzinski looked really, really good to me. Took second in his bracket. Um, he muscled his way all the way to the king seat, you know, never giving up double-digit points. He gets Jackson Gore, Trey Birchfield, and his only losses on the day, on the day Matt Guy twice. Um, so Jacob looked really good to me. And then I think you said everything there is to say about Alan Rawls, uh, ultimately winning it. I'm having a hard time processing his game. Uh, normally I can watch someone throw one game or half a game and I can go, okay, this is a style of player. This, this player is, this is where they're going to uh, succeed. This is how they're going to beat people. I can't quite figure out Alan Rawls yet. Right. It's just different. Um, his bag isn't ugly, but it's not beautiful. It kind of has this like weird, weird front load and like weird plane that it spins in, but he's straight to the hole. He can, he can, he can run bags at high PPR. He's not going to roll bags. He's not going to do anything crazy. His airmail's nice and he can get around somehow with that weird tilt. Um, so I, I got to watch him more and figure out his game, but, but Alan Rawls just showed up. Yeah. And I don't, I don't love his technique either. Like, because he's, he's what I call a wrist thrower. You see some people when they release. Instead of naturally rotating their wrist outward, they throw their wrist inward yes. to get that bag to spin. And I generally don't like to I'm teach some teaching somebody the game. I don't love a wrist thrower inwards, right? But that's what he does, and it works. Yes. You can't figure it out. You don't think you like the technique, and he but he wins. Like I mean, sometimes you just you just have a weird technique that wins, and he that's all he did. That's yeah. what he did, and it worked. All right, next up, we got news around the league. We had the Mountain North Conference event. Our singles winner was Steven Sanford. And for doubles, we had Michael Wombalt and Eric N. So uh, congrats to all those guys. And Trey, you have a video game update for us? Yes, ACL Pro Cornhole, the video game, will release uh, in March. So this, this essentially almost this month, um, this week, going to be an announcement by the ACL going to advertise the exact date. It's going to be mid to late March. That's all I'll get to right now. Um, 32 ACL pros in the video game. <clears throat> um, there's unlockable uh, characters. Uh, you have to use in-game you know, currency to earn your way up, earn some XP. The game is hard. Um, if, you, uh, you know, if you're looking for something that's going to be a challenge, this isn't going to be something where, uh, and this is what I was hoping for. I, I played the game a bunch now. Where you come in and you're like, okay, it's just going to be easy to throw 13 bags, 15 bags in the hole in a row. It's not. I played a game uh, last week. I just did a pickup game. I played a Sarah Cassidy, and uh, I did not do Sarah Cassidy service on this one. Um, she was. Uh, I got. I got <clears throat> beat the brakes off of by uh, Ryan Windsor, but um, you know when <laughs> airmail drag after airmail drag, but. Um, you know, the AI is, is continuing to get tuned, but it's pretty darn close. Um, you know, maybe the AI gets a little bit of aggressive on airmail sometimes, but for the most part, it's, it's really well developed. Um, it looks really cool. Um, you know, uh, faces are interesting. Some of them look really good. Some of them are a little bit off, but for the most part, the thing that really impressed me was the motions, the delivery of bags at a player's hands is, is authentic. Um, so there's going to be a single player mode. You can play obviously against one another on the same console. Um, and then a, a world championship mode, um, 
all the way through. There will be online multiplayer, but it won't be released on launch. Um, they decided to wait and, and, and introduce um, cross-platform multiplayer, which is a really big deal, which means uh, eventually, I think early summer, we're looking at the ability to play. If you have an Xbox and somebody else has a PlayStation, you can still be able to play against one another, which is something that's really cool. And um, not every game is doing now, but more and more games are coming out with that cross-platform uh, live head-to-head. Uh, -head. So a um, lot coming. Um, even after launch, there's going to be additional content that comes through. But the initial launch of the game, Xbox, PlayStation, PC, Switch, um, going to be a really exciting game to play and, uh, cool to be a part of. So, um, Dope. more information coming and uh, yes. trailer coming out soon, fine tweaking the trailer, but it's, uh, it's pretty darn cool. I'm excited. Hey, Mish, before uh, you get off of this subject, yeah. um, and, and like Trey's note says, good luck, Eric. And I mean, give it a try. Give our what? guy a try here. <laughs> All right. Here you go. Come on out of Eric? the mountain, out of the mountain North. Eric Noonschwander. No, yeah, that's pretty good. That's not bad. That's not bad. You don't know. What do you mean? We're that's gonna say you good. nailed it. We're gonna yeah, say you it. nailed it. That's exactly how they said it. I, I asked him hey. beforehand. I didn't tell you. Hey, Eric. Yeah, reach out to me and let me know what that really sounds like. That'd be great. All that's right, awesome. going into overreaction Monday. I'm gonna read you some lines and uh, you let me know if this is an overreaction or not. The first one: Mark Richards' roll bag game has made him better. Train. I kind I kind Come of alluded on. to this. I kind of alluded to this. I I was hating on Anthony, and based on what I saw in Winter Haven, I do not think it's an overreaction. I think it is complimenting his game a little bit. I want him throwing that roll bag five percent of the time, maybe even two percent of the time. Right? If I start seeing that cribbing up to ten percent or fifteen percent, that's when I'm going to take back what I'm saying right now. But in those 1%, 2%, 5% opportunities, it can make him that much a little bit better. He doesn't need to get a lot better. He's the world singles champion. So in my mind, just getting a little bit better is okay, not an overreaction. Anthony? Man, I agree 100%. I'm sitting there in my living room watching the, the weekend. And there were a few times, though, we have to remember Mark Richards has one of the most legit airmails in this game. And I'm like, don't forget that, Mark. Don't forget that you have a top, top airmail in your back pocket. And he's so good at a slick side push too. He's so good at collecting around the front of the hole. And there were a few times I'm going, oh, Mark, that was a slick side push. Or why didn't you shoot that? But also keep in mind the bag type he is throwing. Now he was out there rolling wizards like, like pretty easily. That's not mm -hmm. his bag in his normal game. Now he's going to be able to roll him, but not as much of consistency. So I agree uh, with you, Trey, 100%. Definitely makes him better, but be really, really choosy on when you use that. Cody Henderson is back. Yeah, this is it's tough to like go anything off one individual event, but like I can tell that this is this is a product. This event this weekend was a product of work, and if it's a product of work, I'm always going to buy into it a little bit more. I'm going to say not an overreaction. If you combine this with the fact that look. We were asking mid-year last year where Cody Henderson was. You forget him and Adam Hissner did make the final four at the World yeah. Championships. So yeah. you combine those two things, I like what I'm seeing, not an overreaction. Anthony? 
Man, I'm I'm hard on the fence on this one. Um, I'm I'm gonna say overreaction. Um, I really liked what I saw out of Cody. Uh, it was like just the old Cody plus. I mean, I feel like he looks a little bit better than he did before. Running bags a little bit more when he should. I'm gonna say a little bit of an overreaction. But if he did that, he doesn't even need to win his bracket. But if he was like in a bracket final or even third place in in his next bracket, I would say uh, I would say he's back. Okay. Ben Brown will be a candidate for rookie of the year. I'm going to say this is a little bit of an overreaction. Um, and simply, be, I know he just won his bracket and he gave Alan Rawls the best game of the day. When you talk about making it into that final eight, 21, 20, he lost to Alan Rawls, the champion eventually of the event. But I need to see an event where he doesn't win a bracket with an 8.5 PPR, right? Mm -hmm. If you're talking about the best of the best in the world, you can still play an extremely dirty game, winning a bracket with a 9.5 PPR. I think it was a little low, maybe a benefit of some very sticky boards in the game that he was playing. I can't deem him a front runner candidate until I see this happen again. I'm going to say overreaction. Okay. Anthony? Agree, overreaction. It was weird. It was just really weird how that whole bracket played out. Uh, um, he did throw a .65 DPR. That's not... Crazy good, and I think where it gets crazy good is like what you're saying, Trey. If you throw a 9-3 or a 9-4, and then you have a 1 DPR on top of it, I think that's going to put you in a better position. But an 8-4, hey, when someone wins one of these tournaments with an 8-4 PPR, like, sign me up. I'll do something yeah. crazy because it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You're not going to win with an 8.4. So, overreaction. All right. Tony Smith has a finishing problem. Yeah, we didn't talk a ton about this in the open, but this is another opportunity where he wins a bracket, makes a final four or a final eight, and just doesn't get across the finish line. Um, and in this case, got beat badly by Mark Richards in that final eight of singles. Again, him and Jake Trzinski make a really deep run. We, You mentioned how good Jake Trzinski was throwing all weekend long, Anthony, and then they just they got close and they – couldn't finish, right? Couldn't get to the end. I talked about this a few months ago that I was concerned about this. I am going to say not an overreaction. Ooh. I am officially concerned about the level of maybe nerves that we're getting from Tony Smith when he's getting here towards the end of tournament. So I love Tony Smith. He's one of my favorite players to watch. Him and Jake Trzinski may be my, one of my favorite teams, if not my favorite team to watch this season Yeah, because Tony is so crafty and Jake is a legitimate psycho on the end of a board and it is hilarious to watch, right? So I love the team, <laughs> but I'm officially a little bit concerned. I'm going to say not an overreaction. Okay. Anthony? I love seeing this one show up on our, on our run of show here because, you know, it's something I've been – asking myself as well in my mind i'm like there's no way this guy has nerves or a mental like mm -hmm. you know lack of toughness or something like that and this guy's a beast he's been in at the highest level so I, I phoned a friend i just hit him up and i'm like dude what is going on here and he actually made a good point he said listen here's what's going on and it probably falls into a finished problem he is throwing one of the hardest bags there are to throw in this league. He goes, I think I'm dealing with some stamina issues. He said, mm -hmm. I am having to throw this bag at, you know, max velocity, complex shots, tilts of the risk. All this fancy stuff is going on for him. And you get deep into tournaments and you just can gas out. 
So mm-hmm. there's your finished problem. Now I asked him about the future. Um, the good news is he's breaking in his new 2023 bags. And I said, okay, wh- what are you feeling with these things? Cause I've thrown those old ones and they're, <laughs> it's just insane. Ridiculous. I was like, are you getting more speed out of these 23 bags? Is it less difficult to run through a tournament? And he said, yes. He said, um, mm. he said, I'm starting to get more and more comfortable with them. He's getting a little bit more bounce out of the slick side that he wants. He's not getting as much movement or cut out of the slick side, but he's figuring out. He seems to believe he's coming with these new 2023s, and it's going to be a little bit easier in the long run uh, with the stamina issue. Yeah, you definitely want to figure that out before the first national. No doubt. <laughs> it's not going to get any easier. Uh, all right, last one. Gavin Cano could finish the year as the best player in Texas. Yeah, this one I'm going to say is an overreaction, um, but I'm keeping an eye on it. And I think it's likely that we may be answering this question as he may finish the season as the best doubles player. I'm mm-hmm. seeing Gavin compete at an exceptional – kind of reminds me of a Derek King – or, or a, a prior to this year, a Kyle Malone, somebody that you put him on a doubles team and, and he really excels. He, he must play well to that doubles dynamic, that, that idea, that concept of having a teammate on the other end that just makes him a better player. So if it was specific to doubles, I may not fight you on it, but right now I think you just have a lot of talent out there. Dylan Turpin going to be coming. Eddie Grindersleeve coming this year. You got even Caleb Batson. I think it's tough for me to be able to put that type of stamp on it so far this year. I'll say a reaction. Okay. Anthony. Yeah. You were mentioned in the names there. Uh, we always, oh, I don't know if we just overlook Grindersleeve or if he's just always right outside of 10, you're talking about a guy that'll finish 10, 13, 14, you know, every year he's right there. He's going to be a tough guy to be better than in Texas. Um, but it does say could finish. I'm going to say it's not an overreaction that he could, you got JBJ in the mix as well, but Cano's throwing really, really good right now. I really like what I'm seeing. So he could finish as the best player in Texas. All right. We have another open, as I said, coming up this weekend. That's going to be in Louisiana, March 3rd through 5th. It's our open number nine. Trey, who should we be looking out for? Yeah, yeah. So this little list came out. I was looking some through. There's Again, there's some interesting combinations of players. A um, couple, couple teams just kind of jump out to me uh, of players that I'm looking for. This past weekend, I had a chance to watch, you know, Ryan Smith, and he was playing with an amateur player and, and Jamie Fincham. They take down Jamie Graham and and Matt uh, Jamie Graham, yeah, Jamie Graham and Matt Guy. I thought I switched it in my head and I didn't. Uh, Jamie Graham and Matt Guy, and uh, that's because they were down 18-14, and Ryan Smith scored a seven on Matt Guy to win, and that building got got crazy in a quick in a quick second. But I say all that to say. He didn't play with his partner, Ryan Wiedenfeld, this past weekend. Wiedenfeld was kind of gone, missing. Like, we didn't we didn't see him playing up to a high level. We're going to get that re- yeah. re- um, reunited team in Wiedenfeld and Smith um, and, and, and coming off of their pro shootout win. So excited to watch them kind of put it all back together and see if they can come in and, and get a big win. Uh, a chance to see... Uh, Caden Allen, again, one of those amateur players that I've kind of had my eye on as a really uh, top candidate as an ACL pro this season. I think he's I think he's the top amateur in the country right now. So we're going to get a chance to see Caden Allen come back through um, as we look through Gavin Cano playing with Caleb Batson this this coming weekend. So again, we just I just said that I think Gavin has the potential to be one of those top doubles players in the country. 
And so I think this is an opportunity to continue to um, build that out. Kind of a fun team, Ryan Windsor and Jacob Trzinski. I mentioned how fun it is to watch Jacob Trzinski. You were mentioning about the 2023 bags, Anthony, being a little bit uh, wondering if they're going to be tacky. Uh, they were throwing Jake Trzinski's bags, and those things would not move. <laughs> Jake Trzinski's bag, his roll bag, not only was it rolling forward, when it was coming to an end, it was so tacky, it was rolling left. It would just oh, like okay. finish left. I mean, his bag had had legs and was just walking around bags rather than <laughs> rolling over bags. It was one of the craziest things I've seen. Um, Alex Hicks and Tony Smith. I think that's an opportunity for a pair of players that this year we're kind of asking ourselves, are they going to win one? Well, now pair them together. A very deadly team, a very talented team. Could they win one together and both help themselves get over that little bit of um, hesitation or that little bit of, of slow start to the, to the 2023 season. So um, yeah, in, in the end, there's, there's a lot of great teams. Maybe the only other one that's worth mentioning on, on my end would be that in that, you know, Mississippi, Louisiana area, um, you know, Tubby and Tice Cobb have been running it down there. They have been running and owning that region. Now for the past couple months, Tubby in particular has been one of the best players in that region. I'm excited to watch him, him and Tice kind of put it all together and see if they can go on a deep run in one of these opens. So a lot of great talent. Obviously, all eyes will be on Mark Richards. He's playing with Philip Lopez again to see if he can continue this run streak. But a couple of names that could come up and, and bite him. Anthony, what do you think? Hey, he covered some good stuff there. Uh, just kind of uh, looking at, let's compare this to Florida for a second. The field gets a little bit easier. I mean, we're going to have some ballers in the field, but you only have four of your top 10, Richards, Rawls, Smith, and Harbaugh. No Matt Guy, no Jamie Graham, Tanner Halbert, Josh Holland, Noah Almanza, no Eric Davis yet in the field. So just wanted to note, it does get a little bit a little bit lighter, and that's going to open up some opportunity for some people. But kind of walking down some of these, I, I really liked how Devin Harbaugh looked in Florida. Uh, he didn't get the finish that he wanted. What really surprised me the most out of Devin, and I think that this is going to be something to keep an eye on here at open number nine, he's doing what I think Mark Richards should be doing. I was actually falling out of my chair on his roll bag. I didn't expect him to throw it, but it was so almost perfect. Like his landing spot, the speed at which it rolled over. I mean, he had that kind of just gradual roll and then it falls over the backside. It's like the perfect speed because if you come in too hot, you don't end, end up in those stack positions where you're blocking airmail. You kind of roll off to the left like you were talking about, Trey. You get legs and you get roll bags kind of coming off. So his speed control and the fact that he was hitting him almost perfectly and only using him once or twice a game, I was like, oh, my gosh, Devin Harbaugh looks nice. So I'm going to be looking out for him uh, in this next open as well. Philip Lopez, I think that he's due. I mentioned that uh, last week he uh, last for the last open. Um, had a good run. I, I just – Feel like he's about to break out into some singles performance. Eddie Grinsersleeve again. You know he's going to be in the field, and this is a guy that kind of is off radar again. But he's a little bit close to home. I think he's playing with some familiar faces. I mean, let's see, let's see what he does. But I think he could he could make a run as well. Um, we got Hamilton in the field. We've got Cano, Hunter Thorne in there again, who continues to kill it in singles. I'm just kind of going down some you didn't mention. Maybe <clears throat> some of the Colorado boys. We've got these. Um, you know, we've got these national champs, this Gavin Hammond and Jackson Remick as partnerships in doubles. Hey, it reminds me a lot of Ryan Trader 
and some of these some of these other young kids. I mean, they play that very similar game and they make deep runs. I wouldn't be surprised if you see these boys make a deep run in doubles or in singles as well. But in doubles, uh, Trey, kind of my favorites, Ryan Smith and Weedenfield. Like you said, Weedenfield just had a bad weekend in Florida. We don't even need to talk about it because I can know this kid could come out and completely turn it around. Richards Lopez and Rawls Birchfield. To me, those are your favorites. You mentioned the Trzinski Smith. That was a partner swap. I just want to mention that that's pretty interesting. You've got Windsor and Hicks in the field. You got Trzinski and Smith in the field. They just swapped partners. So you got Windsor, Trzinski, and Hicks Smith. However that played out, it played out, but I thought that was kind of cool to see that partner swap. But to me, can win it. Jimmy Humans, Kyle Malone. You mentioned Kano and Batson. That's going to be a really, really fun one to watch. Harbaugh and Thorne. Thorne now going, all right, Wooten's not in the field. I'm going to go with Harbaugh. That's going to be a tough, tough duo. The Cops, you mentioned them. Hamilton and Soprenit. If Soprenit brings the game that she can at her ceiling, which we've seen can be really, really good, they're going to be tough. Morellis and Hisner can win it. Another odd uh, partnership. Now Team Titan. Um, they could come out and win it. And then I think we're done talking about Soto. Did he ghost us again in Florida? Trey? No, I, I okay. was actually going to mention that. I watched him, so I had a chance to watch him. And through the, one of the games that I watched him very intently was his second game. I watched the whole one in person. Him and Justin Burton Jr. playing against um, Jacob Trzinski and Tony Smith. Okay. And so – Soto played really well the entire game, an elite level player the entire game. And towards the end, I think he got a little bit nervous. And that's kind of when the game got away from him. And that's when Trzinski and Smith won. I went up to him. I said he threw really well. I mentioned this to a couple of players that are kind of watching him behind me because I knew I was watching him and they knew why I was watching him, right? And I said, he's going to be a great player. He just needs more experience in those type of situations. And he just doesn't have it yet. He's got the talent to be a top-level player. He's going to be a pro. He's going to be a really good pro, right? It's just a question of can he have more of those experiences where he can – he knows what it's like playing against some other really good pros in a very intense situation with a lot on the line. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Hey, Mish, just a couple that I think we should be watching, uh, kind of going more towards the bottom of the list. I don't think, Trey, you mentioned these, but watch these guys. Getty and Walker. Getty already with a singles win in open. Ethan Walker with a breakout performance. They're going to be partners uh, here at open number nine. Watch them. I talked about Hammond and Remick out of Colorado. Watch them. Hector and Sisson, the, uh, the the rookies coming in this season, who we're kind of anticipating as PPR guys. I got to watch them more. I don't know how well-rounded their games are, so it's kind of a watch for me. I just want to see how they do and what they're going to bring to the game, but watch out for them. Um, Gonzalez and Gilbert. We got a little presence out of Cali with Gilbert Gonzalez saying that he's coming in. He's feeling like his game is looking really, really good. I'm watching them. And then we got the Bubenheims, Brandon. I mean, you know, Cheyenne's out there grinding all the time. I imagine Brandon's right there with her grinding just as much. So I'd be interested to see how the, uh, the new, the new, uh, married couple does the Bubenheims. I'm going to be watching them as well. Yeah, and how they interact with each other because sometimes <laughs> couples play well together and sometimes they don't. So divorce doubles. Divorce, divorce doubles. doubles. It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go into contender or pretender. Do these players who have been hot recently have a chance to win a national singles event? First one being Kyle Malone. What do we think? 
Yeah, I think this one's kind of a layup. I think it's a contender. Look, he's played really well. He just won a shootout, beat one of the best players of all time, and then turns around, wins his bracket, and again, runs into a really, really hot Cody Henderson. I think this one's pretty easy. I'm going to say contender. Anthony? Contender. Agree. Okay. That one's that's a layup. Ian Cripps. Yeah, this one's interesting. We saw him in Virginia Beach, or, or sorry, Myrtle Beach, win his bracket, make it all the way to the finals. I mean, we're talking about a kid that, you know, has really turned it on these past six months in grinding. Grinding is an aspect to winning it, but it's really hard to win a national. Um, and I think he's maybe got top three, top two in a bracket type of power. But if you're going to win a bracket, you got to take down multiple big guns, multiple big games in a row. I'm going to say pretender. Anthony? I'm going to say pretender as well. I do love his mental side of the game. He seems to have that all figured out, which is crazy for a, for a young kid to be able <laughs> to maintain <laughs> those emotions, right? Yeah. I think he does that really, really well. Um, his game is definitely elevating. He's leveling up. I think he's just maybe a one level away from being in the contender category for this. I'm going to say pretender. Carson Getty. This is another tough one because Carson Getty just won an open event. So you'd say, look, in a stacked open, can Getty do that again? Can he win all of that? I, I, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to convince myself to say contender, but I just, there's something stopping me from saying he's done it once to be able to do it twice in one season is just really, really hard. I'm going to say pretender. Anthony. I'm going to say pretender as well, but Getty, I love the use of that reverse cut. Keep doing that. I think your airmail looks awesome. He's also just that one level away from being a contender, and I think he takes this as motivation. Uh, I'm going to say pretender. Ryan Wiedenfeld. This one's tough. This one's really tough um, because I think he's not as easy as a candidate as Kyle Malone, but I think probably a better candidate than the other two. Mm-hmm. It's going to hurt me to – I think he has a very strong chance to win a bracket in doubles. I think they make a broadcast this year in doubles, but this isn't necessarily doubles. This is singles. I'm going to say pretender, and I really hate that. I really hate it. <laughs> um, I think next season after he gets this full year, we're having a different discussion. Sure. Anthony? I'm going to say contender. I'm going to okay. say contender. Um I mean, he. what's the next level down? You've got your amateur world champ done it. He has beat the best that the game has to offer. He's beat all of them. So um, I think that little bit of experience on the ESPN stage was great leading into the Nationals for him at the Super Bowl. He needs maybe a little bit more of that. Get in there in singles. Um, it'll probably be late in the season, maybe National 3 or 4. Um, but I'm going to say contender. Last one, Alan Rawls. This is another weird one after this weekend. It's like, I don't know what to think of it, right? How, how, if I'm a smart guy, how in the world do I watch this weekend and say pretender? How do I do that, Anthony? I don't, I don't know how I do that. This one's weird, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to say pretender and I don't, and I, I have zero reason for it. And Alan Rawls should watch this and be like, that guy's a bozo. And you know what? Probably. <laughs> I just, I just, can't can't, what is something that's wrong with me not being able to think that through, but it just is what it is. Anthony, are you a bozo? Man, I, 
Uh, yeah, I'm a bozo as well. I, I completely agree. <laughs> just bozo. It's it's weird. It's just really weird. Maybe, maybe there's just a high, you know, ceiling, low floor kind of thing going on here. Um, he's ceiling at the right time. Uh, his brother says, hey, when the dude's on, he won't miss. So how often is he on? Um, yeah. That one's tough. I'm going to say pretender. Nashville's uh, hard, right. guys. It is hard. It is. It's super hard. It is time for our hot takes. Trey, you got a hot take for us? Yep, I'll go this weekend. Someone that I didn't even really preview, Anthony mentioned. I was going to try to sl sling under the radar. A team that's going to make the final. I don't have utmost confidence to win the whole thing. But in the finals, both players hot, hot, hot recently. I'm going to go Nico Morellas and Adam oh. Hissner. Oh, you just stole my hot take. <laughs> you just stole my hot take. Wait, but Anthony, did you say they were going to make a finals or win? Because he just said no, make I'm a saying finals. Oh, okay. I, I'm going with a win. I'm going wow. with a win. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'll 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 throw in the towel then on my hot take for the weekend. <laughs> Anthony's gonna one up me. Yeah, and I'm gonna go with the Cobbs. I think uh, I would love to see that that Cobb win. So there, and that's a hot take for once. Okay, that, that is, that is a hot very take. hot. They just won a conference though, didn't they? <laughs> it's hot, Anthony. Let her have it. <laughs> just leave me alone. Let's go, Cobb brothers. All right, that's all we got time for. Enjoy the cornhole action this weekend, and we'll see you guys next time.